Hello, this is Zexion, and you're listening to the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. Welcome to this very special episode of the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Grace. Hello! And our very special guest, the voice actor of Zexion and Ienzo, as well as numerous other characters in different animated series and video games, Mr. Vince Carraza. Hi there! Yay! Yay. Well, this is is big. (laughs) This is really cool. We were just freaking out about five minutes ago, so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, that's sweet, that's sweet. No need to freak out. Yeah, uh, Grace is the one who got who uh, who set all this up. So thank you, Grace, in advance. She did yeah, we met at um, Katsukon mm-hmm. uh, in Washington. It was it was a crazy blur of awesomeness and adrenaline and pocky. It was great. Yeah. I was actually dressed pocky. as Harry Potter as I did my first interview with him. So right. <laughs> with you, Mr. Corazza. Right, no, no, just, just 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 Vince. Mr. Corazza is my father. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right, well, thank you. We have a fair amount of questions, some of which are from us and some of which are from fans. Awesome. So, without further ado, let's hop right in. Boom. Our first question would be how did you get into voice acting and acting? <clears throat> well, one day I woke up and I started talking. <laughs> so, uh, the rest is kind of history. No, I actually was going to uh, Ryerson University in Toronto, which is where I'm born and raised and from originally. Ah, uh, fellow Canadian. Nice awesome. Canadian boy. <laughs> I'm a fellow Canuck, yes. Mourning yes. the death. The morning, the morning another year and the death of my Toronto Maple Leafs, as always. Oh, as a brutal goes. Um, yeah. uh, but so I was going to Ryerson to study acting, uh, theater, and um, in second year, we had a course called Microphone Technique that was taught by Roland Parliament. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Roland, but he's done a ton of stuff, a director, voice performer as well. Um, and I remember thinking, microphone technique, is that how you hold a microphone? Like, I had no idea what this thing was going to be about. And uh, walked into this class, and basically it was all about the world of voiceover, which um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but I'm, uh, I'm an older gentleman. I'm 42, so uh, this is going back like... Geez, this is going back when I was 18 years old, <clears throat> I think, or second year was 19 maybe. So that's a lot. I'm not even going to try and do the math, but that was a long <laughs> time ago. <clears throat> and I had no idea that the world of voiceover existed other than the fact that as a kid, I absolutely loved animation, cartoons. I mean, I used to imitate everything I heard on the radio or on TV. And uh, I mean, my favorite cartoon growing up was Scooby-Doo and I used to, you know, <laughs> imitate all the voices. I love the Transformers. I, you know, I was into all that stuff. And, um, so that was our, so that started in second year. And honestly, I just took to it like a fish to water and it just made sense to me. It was really awesome. We had amazing guest teachers that Roland would bring in. And what I love the most about it is that Roland was a professional working director, writer, producer, actor himself. So, um, everything he taught us was like, current was happening and so it was so it was just exciting and, and that's really how it all started and then uh, and then I graduated from Ryerson 
and uh, booked my very first voiceover audition that I went out for, um, which was uh, a MasterCard commercial where I was the voice of – it was for World Cup soccer, uh, a, a big World Cup soccer commercial. And um, Ooh, cool. yeah, and, I, and it was this Italian man. Uh, you know, it, it was really sweet, sweet, sweet commercial, which is awesome because I'm also Italian and my father and I love soccer and we're big Italian, you know, soccer. <laughs> That's animals. adorable. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was my very first voiceover and I had to do it with an Italian accent. <laughs> oh, I still, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was so... So it was kind of it was kind of awesome, and then from there it just kept snowballing, and then you know I booked uh, I I believe I booked my first ever voice uh, animation audition too, where I I was going out for the role of uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective in the animated series. Um, oh, oh, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome, and and the final callback, you know, I, I was doing this awesome like dead on Im- Im- impersonation of Jim Carrey, but I remember. Michael Dangerfield, I believe his name was, who ended up getting the role. I remember I could tell in the final callback that they were just kind of digging his sort of isms and the things that he was doing. And I'm really good at imitating. And I remember listening. And I love the Ace Ventura movie. And so I was listening to uh, Shika Dance. And so just as we were finishing the audition, I just said to them jokingly, I go, you know, I do a killer Shika Dance imitation. I go, is he going to be in the animated series? And they're like, he is actually. He's a regular character and recurring character. So I ended up doing, and they were like, let's hear it. And they ended up casting me. I was 22 years old. And wow. I was, Whoa. Yeah, and I, and I, I was the youngest guy in the cast, and I ended up playing the oldest character in the show. The, and uh, so that was cool. And that really, really for me solidified my love for voiceover because it made me go, wow, I can be 22, this fresh-faced kid, like right out of university, and I'm playing a 72-year-old man. And then it, it made me like really, really you know, comprehend that the world of voiceover is unlimited. It's limitless. Like I can do anything that you know, my voice is capable of doing. And, uh, and that's really the birth of my passion for it. That's really cool. Yeah, huh? It's so interesting because that is so powerful. <laughs> yeah. They are very versatile. Well, and also as an actor, one of the things I love about voice acting is um, it constantly feeds my imagination and also feeds my um, on-camera and theatrical acting as well because it, it really makes you use your imagination. I mean, when you're standing in a booth recording, literally the, the world, if you're supposed to be drinking a coffee in a scene – you don't have a coffee with you. You don't actually drink the coffee. Whereas in real acting, if you're on camera or you're on stage, you would actually physically have a prop. You would do that. So every single piece of voice acting is completely limited to your imagination and how, mm-hmm. de- and how detailed you can paint that world, that picture, that character, the relationships, the choices that you're making. It's all up to how detailed you can paint that in your mind. And then you basically are standing with a pair of headsets on in front of a microphone and creating this world in your, in your mind as you act it out in front of a microphone, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And so, and so and because of that, it really feeds and, 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 and helps me to make interesting choices just in my own acting, like whether it's on stage or on camera or, you know, um, just because it always reminds me that, you know, we don't always have to be limited by sometimes what's in front of us. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And voice, yeah. voiceover definitely does that. Voiceover makes you, you know, you explore planets. You play crazy weird. I mean, I, I, play, I remember in an, a video game called EverQuest, I was this frog warrior. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and literally, you're just imagining, okay, what would it be like to be this frog guy and how would you talk? And it's, you know, it's completely up to your imagination, which is kind of exciting. That's really awesome, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. All right, and, and going on that same path, how did you find the role for Zexion? Did you have to audition or did someone ask you? Uh, no, I auditioned. Yeah, that's pretty much ninety percent. I mean, now that I'm now that I've become established in the business, and you know, I've been around a long time, I do sometimes. You know, people will call or make inquiries directly to go. We'd love Vince to do this. You know, people mm-hmm. that I've worked with. But um, you know, Zexion kind of happened when I was still when I just moved to L.A. Maybe a couple years after I moved to L.A. So mm-hmm. no, I, I auditioned for it like everybody else, and then they just liked my approach and cast me in the part. And you do sound very cunning, oh, as yeah. Exion. You do <laughs> very, very well. Very what? You, you sound very cunning. You do very Cun- well as Exion. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great word, actually. I'm going to use that to describe him from now. He's cunning. I always say he's very manipulative, very conniving. He's very, um, you know, people ask me to describe him or what my thoughts on him. That's one of the things I love about him is that um, he's not sort of the you know, the traditional villain that's all physical or big or boisterous or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's all, yeah. he, it's all manipulative. It's all, you know, he's, he's an intellectual. So I, I love that. I love the, you know, the nuances that you can play with your voice just by raising a word, you know, <laughs> like, I, I love that kind of stuff. He's, he's, a, he's a fun character to play. It's insane that most of, most of his work is, or most of like, I feel like his lines are just undercurrents with yeah. what he's thinking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I love that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's kind of, yeah, and I love how he always. I, I always feel like nothing that I say as Zexion is really what I'm saying. Everything, yes. everything is subtext. Every he's always he's always saying something else. He might be saying the words, but there's something else always going on with him. He always has a plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always every character has subtext, but with Zexion. It is, you know, I always feel like it's so layered, you know what I mean? He'll, he'll just even say something like, hello, my other <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know that it's loaded. Like and it's all in the inflection, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly, I love that. See, that's why I feel like you voice act him so well and that you understand that, like, what he's saying isn't any of what he's saying at all. Yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. irony is, though, with, uh, you know, I don't play the video game, so boom, I can already hear all the fans freaking out and going, What? <laughs> Um, so I don't honestly really know half the time what is going on and the producers and the directors and they all fill me in and tell me about the scenes and stuff. And But I don't really know the whole world of Kingdom Hearts. So I hate to disappoint everybody, but um, but uh, but for me, it's all about like all I, all I ever need to know is, OK, tell me what the scene is about and then tell me what's really going on. Like what? <laughs> And so, and I kind of, I kind of feel like the less I know, it is actually more interesting because I make choices, or I'll make, I'll do things sometimes where I'll, you know, I might go, oh, I don't know if that'll work, or that sounds kind of weird the way I'm doing it, and they'll love it, and they'll just be like, well, that's, that, you know, just because I'm not actually thinking in ex- exactly the context that I'm playing, so it's a weird or interesting choice or inflection or something mm-hmm. that, you know, and sometimes that's you know, uh, kind of interesting from a, from a player perspective when you're, you know, uh, listening to a scene between Zexion because maybe what I'm thinking isn't exactly what's going on, but you, the, the viewer, fills in the blank and, and, and immediately thinks, oh my God, that's so cool, or, you know, which I, I love about acting too, that sometimes, you know, you can be on stage and you're playing a scene and really you're starving, so you're thinking, I'm dying for some food, I need some food right now, and that's not really the motivation, but it's still interesting, it's still... Yeah. 
it's yeah, still a motivation. Really it's still, you know, which, which is kind of fun because I love that about Zexion that everything is subtext and, and, uh, and uh, it's not on the surface. Yeah. You seem to have a really good understanding of him, so that's really cool to hear. Yeah, you do. And yeah. like a lot of, a lot of um, us fans now, we understand that a lot of voice actors, um, everybody pretty much there's I, I feel like I've, a lot of voice actors don't actually watch the shows that they're in, which is fine by me, it, just it, personally. It truly depends. I mean, it, it truly depends on what it is I'm doing. I, mean, I do every, all kinds of aspects of voiceover. I narrate documentaries, narrate mm-hmm. stuff, you know, commercials, yeah. animation, video games. It's just, you know, I mean, I'm in a studio every single day, so I just don't really have time anymore to watch everything or listen to everything. And Yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of fans understand that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they really yeah. get it too. But I do love it, and I try to like. I'll always ask them to send me clips of things, or all YouTube stuff, just so I can see what's going on, and you know what I mean, and stay in touch, and kind of in terms of what I'm doing and what I'm working on, because you know I think as much information as you have also helps you color characters, and you know, and and create ideas and choices and, and stuff like that, which yeah. makes it interesting yeah. for fans. But yeah, I just you know, it's not like I do one thing. A, a month and then I go oh I'm going to check that out you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true yeah. Huh. alright well our next question um, over all the voices that you've done throughout the course of your career what have been some of your favorites what are some of the most fun which character of yours do you think is the most stable unstable etc oh dude, I always get these questions and I honestly <laughs> it, it, I, it's almost impossible for me to answer truly because I just love I mean there's not a character that I do that I don't love and that I you know haven't enjoyed playing um and then there's so you know it's so hard to say oh i like a hero character more than a villain or i like you know what i mean it's they're all they're Mm -hmm. also different and nuanced i suppose you know i have a huge fond affection for the shikadance role simply because it was the very first thing i ever did professionally uh, in animation and uh, like I said, it you know kind of launched my career. It kind of it kind of really opened my eyes to everything I had mentioned before, and so you know there's something special about that. The very first thing that you do that you know changes everything and opens the world for you. Um, but of course, you know uh, Sailor Moon is was so iconic, uh, and there's so many fans, and it's just it's so funny. Like 20 years later. You know, I'm still friends with a lot of the cast members. We all, you know, came up in Toronto together. And Susan Roman. Who, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Susan Roman actually was a good friend of Roland Parliament and came in and actually guest uh, taught a class when I was in university. Just start learning, still learning to be a voiceover actor. And then we ended up working together on Sailor Moon and, you know, and, you know we're friends. And, and so Tuxedo Mask is is you know absolutely one of my favorites just simply because of what it what it means in the world of animation and and, and especially mm-hmm. me but i you know there's so many there's so many i love i mean i i always love zexion too simply because it it's it keeps going like you know it seems like there's more and more every time i think oh is that maybe the end of it and then all of a sudden they'll be they'll call and they'll be like hey are you around to do a session <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there's another installment coming out right on you know and, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love how um, I love how excited the fans are, and how loyal the fans are to Kingdom Hearts as well, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as far as stable, unstable, oh my God, I've played so many different characters. I really, 
That is so hard to. <laughs> yeah, it's a very loaded question. <laughs> it is. I've done so many different roles. I've played crazy, insane villains in like the Watchmen video game, and oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, that's awesome. We're yeah. out of, their, you know, literally out of their minds. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. Who's watching the Watchmen? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I mean, yes. I, I don't know. There's, I think um, I think some of the mo- the most fun I've had. Um, was doing I, I like now some of the new stuff that we do with all the motion capture where we have to put the you know the the helmets on and the lights and things like that so when I did Assassin's Creed and I paid the Marquis de Lafayette plus it had a French accent and <laughs> stuff like that it's you know that was that was a lot of fun to do and then you know and then to see then when you watch those now you I, I can actually see my own eyes or how they've drawn the character and you go oh my god it looks nothing like me yet I can actually see some of my facial characteristics in that character, you know, which is bizarre. It's so weird when they do that. That's so cool. Yeah, that'd be very so you've actually done motion capture stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, That's insane. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's totally That's a, wonderful. A lot of video games are starting to go that route now too where when we record, it, we're not putting on the full suits, but we'll put mm-hmm. it's like a helmet and it has these two lights that basically blast into your eyes, and then there's video cameras, like almost like GoPros attached, um, and they, yeah, and they're angled at your like uh, one's capturing your eyes dead on, one's capturing your mouth, you know, one's one's taking your entire face, so that then they can then they can draw in and, and digitally draw and create the lip movements. You know, even though they're creating a different face for the character, they can actually take your lips and kind of match it so as you watch the character speaking i mean it looks exactly it looks precise like you know because it's my mouth actually moving oh my god wow, that's fascinating that's yeah. so cool yeah yeah, yeah. that it's just blew cool. my mind a little bit <laughs> pretty cool pretty cool not all not all games there's still you know your your, your 2d games and things like that mm-hmm. but um you know but it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting how they're just you know they're the the world of it is becoming more and more um uh, just you know, it's just deeper and more layered, and, and so much more realistic. And it depends on the game that you're playing too, and, yeah. or, you know. But oh yeah, that's just kind of that's kind of fascinating to me too. Just the technological advancements, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Huh. All right, and uh, moving on. Next question is: Were you able to meet any of the other voice actors from the Kingdom Hearts series? Um, we usually record by ourselves, uh, but um, I'm friends with Quentin Flynn. Uh, we've known each other for years and uh, same agent. And, um, you know, there's a couple other people that have done the show that I just know them personally through the business. Uh, but uh, we've never met at, like, sessions and stuff like yeah. that. I'm usually, uh, I'll, they'll usually schedule us. Like, I'll show up and the other actors are already finished, and, you know, and... Hmm. They, yeah. they schedule, you know, and then I'll record my stuff. I'll take off. They'll usually take the producers will take a break for 15 minutes and the next actor will show up. So we don't really, um, we don't really meet at the sessions. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I know, like I said, I know there's, there's a few people that are, you know, regulars or recurring characters and stuff like that who I actually personally know. And so. Oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Well, uh, our next question is, do you have any favorite stories from the booth? Anything funny that's happened in anything, not just Kingdom Hearts recordings? Um, oh my God, stories, there's a million stories. Like I said, I'm in a booth every single day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably my favorite story of all time was just shortly after I moved to Los Angeles, 
uh, I ended up getting to do uh, an episode of the new Scooby-Doo series. And for me, that is my favorite cartoon of all time. <laughs> oh, that's cool then. Yeah. yeah, you did mention that in the beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, That'd yeah. Be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I ended, up, I ended up doing an episode. And, so, and, and not all animation, like, depending on the show, depending on how the series is constructed, we'll sometimes completely record on our own. But with Scooby-Doo, they, they had everybody in the room together. It was a giant room over at Warner Brothers, um, one, of the, one of the Warner Brothers offsite studios um, in, uh, in the Valley. And uh, my wife came, came to watch it, too, just because you know, they were like, yeah, yeah, you can come and sit in the room and hang out. And uh, So literally right to the right of me was Casey Kasem. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Oh man! Which, like for for me, he is a legend. I mean, he was the Boy Wonder Robin on the Justice League series, which I loved as a kid. Uh, oh, you know, he's he's uh, Shaggy and the Scooby Doo. So to That's have amazing. him on my right hand side, and then and then you had uh, Frank Welker, you know, who at the time he was wow. doing Don Mezick was no longer doing Scooby. Um, it was Frank doing Scooby and Freddie. Um, you know, just just to be in a room with all those legends and and to actually. Be part of that show was is probably my absolute favorite thing that I've ever done, and, and to work with those guys and and uh, you know, it, it was honestly I was like a kid in a candy store that whole session. <laughs> oh, that wow. is that so awesome! That must have been amazing. Yeah, it's like childhood awesome. dream stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, starting up on our fan questions here, and I've got to say, I was bombarded with questions. Yeah. So uh, thank you, everyone, who sent in the fan questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to yours. Um, I loved all of them, but I, yeah. I, we could only get to a few of them. Sorry, guys. Yeah. They were all really great, though, so thank mm-hmm. you for all of them. Now, uh, Gimme a Brag <laughs> asked, uh, how, how did you feel about Zexion Arienzo's growth from Chain of Memories to Dream Drop Distance, as well as your own growth as a voice actor? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, yeah. weird, oddly enough, I mean, and I, I again, uh, Gimme a Brag is going to hate me for saying it, but... Like I don't really know the overall story of Kingdom Hearts or yeah. what, but all of it, all the detailed stuff about it. So truly, it's the you know when I get to the sessions and and a little bit beforehand, the producers are usually you know they might send me some of the sides that we're going to be working on just so I have a chance to review the scenes, and then they might send me a few notes like okay, in this scene, this is kind of what's going on, or this scene, and um, so it's hard for me to say my overall growth. I mean, I just. You know, overall, um, you know, Organization 13, Zexian's kind of this, like, like what we talked about earlier, which, you know, I, I feel like he's always, he's always up to something and mm-hmm. yeah. he's, always, he's always pulling some strings and stuff. So yeah. I don't know how much he grows throughout the series, <laughs> but I yeah. certainly know that he's always, he's always up to something, which I absolutely love. And I hope that never changes. And I hope that the series continues and I hope they continue using me. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't really know what else to say about that, but, and I feel like we did cover some of that in the earlier yeah. Yeah, it definitely yeah, did. And he's sure. he's such a cunning character. Like I feel always feel like he's got this sort of layer of intelligence that he's using already. And I don't think that yeah. changes through any of his character. Yeah, I think till the very end he's very plotting and manipulative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Which again, like I said, I love that. I love when like, you know, one of the other organization thirteen will show up and they'll just be like yelling or very you know, and, and yeah. he's, He's just calmly, you know, pulling his strings and just, <laughs> you know, ma- manipulating people. 
Yeah. Which I love. So our next fan question is from Zaldinini, and she asks, if an argument were to break out between any of the characters you've acted or voiced, how would it go? Well, uh, I mean, that's, I, I saw this question. You guys sent me the, a couple these beforehand so I could have a quick look, and I was trying to think. I'm like, it would all depend on which characters, what, what the argument's <laughs> over. So I honestly have no idea, but I mean, I imagine they'd, I, I imagine, since this is a more Kingdom Hearts uh, leaning segment here, um, I'm sure that the people would love to, you know, hear an argument between Zexion and somebody else, and um, honestly, I have no idea. Let me, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the most. I'm trying to think of the weirdest characters who could argue, like maybe Shikadance and, and Zexion. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I would. It, you know, like yes, I, please. I can see Zexion like driving Shikadance nuts, and him just screaming and yelling, and you know. <laughs> Um, I think he but, could drive anyone insane. Yeah, uh, you know, Zexion just manipulating him. Like, what? What? By, what? What could you possibly mean, Shikadance? You're driving me crazy, kid. <laughs> just answer the question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because oh like, God. he just looks like a little 15 year old. For God's sake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Such a contrast there. Yeah. Uh, great. All right. Awesome. Well, do you want to take the last fan question, Grace? Uh, I would love to. Okay. We've got one more from Rosemary Diz, and she asks, what do you do to get into character? Huh. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's funny. People ask that question a lot. Like, how do you create a character? How do you do all that? And I, I've been doing this for 20 years now, and a lot of what I do is just, you know, it's so instinctual now. It's... I mean, if you had asked me this maybe 20 years ago when I started out, I could tell you all my little techniques and all those things. And now, <laughs> yeah. now, I don't even, now I don't even think about stuff, you know. It's just like I said, I'm in a booth every day. So I just kind of throw my headsets on and away you go. It's all, insti- it's all instinctual. Yeah, it's um, second nature. But, but if, I, if I was to break it down as an actor, um, it's always, you know, you're always reading a scene looking for what is my motivation? What is it, I'm, what is it I want in this scene? So – you know, does sometimes sometimes I'll keep things really simple where I'll just be like, you know, I want to annoy the other character that I'm working with just to make them, you know, drop their guard and then, you know, like for just in terms of Zexion. And so I will literally try to do things where I'm, in, you know, where you ask a question in a certain way and you'll, you know, to, to sort of elicit some sort of reaction from the other character. What's interesting about voiceover is that I'm often by myself in a booth so I don't get to hear how the other person reacts and yeah um but so 99% of especially animation and video games is all about like how I would approach any acting job which is you know what's my motivation what is it do I want from this scene what are the kinds of choices that I can make to get what I want and you know and you always I like to call it uh, a bag of tricks or, you know, or, or sometimes I use the analogy of like Robin Hood with his quiver of arrows, you know, and, and, yeah. You, yeah. and you, and you, you have, you know, when you create a character, especially one that you do for a long period of time, like Zexion, I have a certain amount of kinds of ideas that seem to work really well or that I know the producers like or the directors like and, you know, and, 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 and sort of seem to fit his, the kind of person that Zexion is. And so, Typically, those are the first kinds of ideas I'll attack and, you know, using those – like like I said, you know, where I'll 
I'll play a subtext or I'm trying to always manipulate and pull the strings of somebody else. And I like to use very physical action words in my mind because then it makes it very physical. So like if I'm, you know, rather than saying I'm trying to manipulate someone, manipulating is such a broad um, concept. So I'll I'll literally use more of a physical action. Like I'll say to myself, I'm trying to pull his strings. I'm trying to work him like a puppet so that I'll actually... So I'll actually, you know, physically, my I'll have my hands like I'm moving my hands as if I'm as I'm speaking the scene, and that creates a physical presence, and it just makes it much more detailed and interesting. And and you hear that in the voice when a person's actually doing something physical, it influences the way a sound comes out. You know, oh, that's really cool. That'd be really cool to see too. That never occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's well, so cool. Well, like I said, the you know, doing doing voiceover is all about your imagination. The the more detailed you can see the scene, the more detailed your imagination is, the far more interesting the scene becomes. The far more interesting choices you make, and you know, and uh, you know, the example I always use when I'm talking to students or people who want to you know learn to do voiceover, as I always say, if I'm playing a character who's supposed to be running away from someone. Or, or even, or I'm just running in general. Let's say I'm playing a soldier and I, I'm running to, you know, and I'm under attack. If I try to just stand still and make the sounds of running, it's not as realistic as if I, as, unless, as I'm standing up and I actually just, even if I'm running in place, yeah. even if I'm just lifting up my feet, and it doesn't have to be vigorous running, but you will literally, your, 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 you know, your head will start to bob up and down. Your jaw will move a certain way. Your breathing will start to get, you know, affected. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes yeah. real. And then it sounds much more like a person running, you know, and then you can actually speak line, words without having to try to make it sound like I'm running. Instead, I can actually run and speak those words and it becomes realistic instantly. It's much more detailed. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That That's is awesome. great advice. That actually leads straight into, the, if we do want to add in. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Advice to people starting out. The number one thing I always say is l- listen to as much voiceover as you can. So, you know, don't skip commercials on TV. Don't skip the commercials on radio and switch to another channel because you want to hear your favorite song. If you're a voiceover person, for me as a voiceover person, the commercials, uh, the you know VO stuff. It, uh, it's I like I'll listen to that more than sometimes the show I'm actually watching. Hmm. Um, and what I'm also doing is I'm act. I, I call it actively listening. There's a difference between just listening to something and actively listening. So I'll, when I hear something, especially when I hear something that sounds like me, somebody either it's a commercial or it's a character in, a, in an animated show, mm-hmm. or uh, or on a video game, or I'm watching a documentary. You know, um, or I'm watching an animated movie. If I hear something that sounds like me, I will immediately start to play with that. And uh, you know, if I'm at home, I wouldn't do it if I was in the theater and disturb other people. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be problematic. Like I will immediately start to play with my own voice and start to try and imitate that sound. And then I can go, oh, okay, that's how that works. And that's where I place my tongue, or that's where I, you know, I'll scrunch my face up, or and that's how I can create that sound. And I go, okay, that's great. And that and because you're trying to stay current, you're trying to, you know, constantly keep up with the with the trends and what's going on out there, especially if you're talking about commercial work or, you know, narration and 
uh, promos, that kind of stuff. You, you yeah. want to know what's the current sort of attitudes and ideas that, that are being used. Um, and especially if you hear stuff that you think sounds like you, then you go, oh, and that person got the job. So clearly they're doing something right. Um, that's one of the fastest ways to just start to become familiar and start to expand your own range and your own repertoire of what you can do. The second thing I always say is get in front of a mic as soon as possible and practice, 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 practice. Then you become more comfortable. The more you're in front of a mic, the more you are comfortable with the, own, your, the sound of your voice, the more you become comfortable with how long you can speak without taking a breath. Um, you know, it, all those little nuances make a difference. Um, take a great class. Find a good teacher who, you know, loves voiceover and take their class um, so that, you know, you can get advice as you're working on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be the three main, you know, things. Oh, and then lastly, um, always, 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 your imagination is your number one tool in voiceover. So, ne- you know, never say never. To me, the, the idea of like, you know, sometimes I'll have a thought and I'll even say it in sessions. I mean, I, I did it just last week where, you know, I was in a session for a new client and I, you know, we, we'd done, we'd done a couple takes and the client was really liking the way I was reading the line. And then I said, I have an idea. Can I just throw it out? It may or may not work because I haven't heard, you know, I haven't heard it out loud yet. And you just throw it out. And I remember I did it and I went, nah, that doesn't sound as good. And they laughed and they were like, you know, but. <laughs> You, you never, you know, you have you have to have that confidence to try it because you never know what will work. And I've done that sometimes too. Like with Zexion, I've done it where I've gone and just went, you know, made a choice about something that probably has nothing to do with what was really going on in the scene. And suddenly the director will love it because it's just interesting. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah. you know, and 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 um, it's detail that makes things more interesting. Huh. I so wouldn't always, uh... always, always, always cultivate your imagination. <laughs> Yeah, that's all really interesting. I uh, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, would have never thought of the listening to commercials so actively. So that's really cool. I think that's a great piece of advice. That's fantastic. All of it was yeah. great advice. Oh well, yeah, for sure. And even if you're, you know, not interested in doing commercials, there are tons of commercials out there that, you know, use characters. You know, yeah. I I do it all the time where I, you know, radio commercials where I'm playing a dad in a scene, you know, and and then sometimes it's like where they want a realistic dad. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm just making – I'm throwing something out at the top of my head. Like say it's a commercial for, for you know, a, a bed and my, I'm trying to put my child to sleep and, you know, and I'm reading him, a, a, you know, a story. You know, so then – and it's realistic. So then I would try to really approach it with, a, with honesty and, you know, but then sometimes you're doing like a dad who's at an amusement park with your son and your daughter and your family and you're – you know, you're so excited to go in, and, and, but they want more of a character. So now you're, you know, creating a, a, a less realistic kind of thing mm-hmm. and you're like putting on a dad voice. And <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you're still, so you're still playing characters, even sometimes in commercials. And and because um, I know there's a, most of the fans out there, they're, uh, even at com- uh, uh, conventions, they're always much more interested in the animation side of things and the video game side of things. But I, I will be honest. The commercial side of things is fantastically lucrative. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so that's one of the other pieces of advice I always try to say is don't ever limit yourself in the VO world. Try to do it all. It all teaches you and influences you to be a better actor in all aspects of the industry. That's wow. a really cool insight. Um, and just before we go, could you, uh, in if it's okay, in your sexy on voice, give a quick shout out to our host Aiden who couldn't make it. Because of technical difficulties. 
Hey there, Aiden. How come you couldn't join us today? (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. He's going to love it. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. (laughs) Well, uh, that's all the questions that we have for today. Mm -hmm. We want to thank you. This has been like really interesting and fantastic. So thanks a lot for coming out. Ah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on here. It's Uh, so much fun. Actually, I do have one more kind of stupid question if you'd be Uh willing to answer it. Sure. It is, um, if you had an unlimited choice for the perfect ice cream sundae, what would it be? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Sundae. I know that's kind of dumb, but it it occurred to me in the car. I have an insane sweet tooth, and I don't think that there's anything sugary that I've come across that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, and I love ice cream. So, let's see. It would be definitely a cake batter flavored Ooh. Ice cream. Oh, that is wicked sweet. That's awesome. Um, there would have to. I mean, I'm a huge banana split uh, fan, so there'd have to be some sort of banana split set up. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. definitely also need a scoop of black cherry ice cream. I don't know. In, in Canada, we call it black cherry. Did you guys grow up with black cherry ice cream? Uh no, but I can imagine oh. what's going yeah. on here. I do know it. I am from Canada, so I got what you you're Canadians. Yeah. Uh, it's delicious, you. delicious. Um, so black cherry ice cream. Then I'd need some sort of red velvet thing in there. Um, I definitely need some warm apple pie. Um, there'd have to be some salty caramel in there somewhere. Um, let's see. There'd need to be some strawberry sauce. Um, uh, and, and absolutely, there'd have to be a cherry on top. Just this, you know, a maraschino cherry presentation. Um, Very nice. Absolutely. Um, and you can live, I mean, honestly, there's, I, I love, I'm such a sweet tooth. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> you can throw, you Your can answer was way better than mine. Yeah. I know, you'd, have to, you'd have to throw in some Butterfinger, um, pieces. Oh of, man. And probably, <laughs> I really want ice cream now. Why yeah. did I ask that? I'm sorry. <laughs> now some Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh no, you got me. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can go on cause I love, I love sugar, candy, Ice cream, chocolate, you name it. Oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, and I just want to show, th- uh, throw a quick shout out to um, any fans that might be in the Wichita, Kansas area or, the, uh, or somewhere in that, those parts. Um, I'll be starring in Big Fish down at Music Theater Wichita um, this Ooh. summer in July. I'll be playing the role of Edward Bloom. So if anybody happens to be listening down in that area or – Wants to come see the show. It's in mid-July. Come on out. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, it, sh- it should be fun. It's one of my favorite musicals uh, that I've ever seen on Broadway. And the role is amazing. And, yeah, so it's the starring role. And uh, So if anybody happens to be listening, come on out and, and uh, say hi. That's really <laughs> That's awesome. Fantastic. Everybody make sure to check that out if you're in that area. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything else that you'd like to promo before we um, wrap this up? Uh, I think that's all I can think. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always working on stuff. So, uh, you know, you can always check out my websites or, um, or IMDB page and, and things like that for updates. And, um, but yeah. And that's VincentCarraza.com, right? VincentCarraza.com. IMDB, I believe they have me as Vince Carraza because that's the first credit I ever had and you can never change it. I've emailed them a million, <laughs> I've emailed them a million times and said, but my full name is Vincent Carraza and they're, and they're like, we can't change it. That's, they're like, nope, not no. going to happen. <laughs> so they add, they add all your aliases and all your AKAs and all that stuff. Like even anytime your my last name has been spelled wrong, they add it. But <laughs> But if you're looking for me on IMDb, it's under Vince Carraza. 
All right. And also, also, uh, also um, on Facebook, it's Vincent Carrazza, the actor. So if anybody wants to friend me on Facebook, my Twitter is just Vincent Carrazza. So, you know, and I'm, I love talking to fans um, anytime on Facebook, stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Hey, guys, I, I, yeah, I, I actually just noticed the time. I have to run because i got to get mm-hmm. to a music rehearsal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks Thank again so for coming much. on. It's been uh, great. I really Thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. thanks. All right. All right. We'll see you guys around. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye.